Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. The title of this series is Inside Out. And it's, it's really dear to my heart today because it's about inner healing. And God is really doing something in my life. Um, I, I don't believe I've run from it, but I'm just not a very introspective person. Maybe some of the ladies in the house are that way. Maybe some of the men in the house are that way. But I'm not one that goes, okay, there's something there. I need to just deal with that. Unless it's just really at the forefront. Okay? And what I'm referring to today is the loss of my mom last May. May 26th on Memorial Day weekend, 2018, mom crossed over into glory and she went to heaven. And I'm going to tell you, it's crazy because it wasn't just the loss of her. It was... God's really working on something in my heart and just reminding me, man, I, I believe I'd been grieving my mom since she fell really ill in 2013 because everything changed. So for five years, five years, I believe I was grieving her, and now she's crossed over into glory, and I'm still grieving. Somebody said, I heard it said, that grief is not linear. It's not always in a straight line. Sometimes you take a few steps forward and a few steps back. But I think this is very powerful today because God wants to start to reach into your hearts and begin to heal you of certain things. You may be grieving for the loss of a loved one. You may be grieving the loss of a job or a relationship. You may be hurt about something. Maybe you're heartbroken or maybe you grew up in a home that had abuse in it. Maybe, maybe, maybe the possibilities are endless, but I know this, that everybody needs healing at some point in their life. And I believe most of the folks in this room probably need healing in some area of their lives. Not just because I do. I'm not projecting that on you. I believe everybody needs to turn their lives or let God turn their hearts inside out and get to what's in there and get in and deal with the deep things. Everybody, I believe, needs healing. There's a verse that says, and I'm just going to kind of semi-quote it here. Scripture says, as he thinks in his heart, so is he. As a man or woman thinks in their heart, so are they. And if you're dwelling on something and you're hurt by something and you're still wounded in your soul about something, you're going to start to live that out. My first point today is what's inside eventually comes out. I remember years ago I went with a friend to his job and he said, I need to warn you about this house. He was doing a service call. So you can laugh, you can cry about this, but this is what happened. He said, we're going to do a service call. And he goes, I'm going to warn you in advance. You've never seen anything like this. And I'm like, I'm like, I've seen a lot. I've traveled the world. I've been to Africa. I was thinking in my mind, I've seen a lot. I wasn't being proud about anything, but I thought, what do you mean? What do you mean? He goes, you'll see. So we pull up at this lady's house. We parked outside and we get out of his work vehicle and we, I walk around his work vehicle and as soon as we got out of the vehicle, this is from the street, you could smell something. This is crazy. So it is in life, so it is in our spiritual lives and according to the word of God. Scripture says we are houses, we're dwelling places for something. You've accepted Jesus, you're the temple of the Holy Spirit, so God lives in you. But sometimes when people don't walk with God, not sometimes, often something else lives there. There's something else going on within them. And it's crazy because this is our outside. We are, we are a spirit. 
We have a soul and we live in a body. This is our house. And I'm thinking about all this as we get out of the truck and I'm starting to smell something really odd and it smells bad. I can't even remember exactly how to describe it to you. But we walk up to the house and as we walk closer and closer to the house, the smell gets stronger and stronger. And this is heartbreaking. Some parts of it may make you laugh and discomfort, but this is true. We get in there. We get to the door. A lady answers the door and goes, why didn't you call before you came? So it's already odd. And he goes, oh, well, we are already out. You were on my service call list. He's like, okay, y'all just come on in. Just like she was bothered. We walk into the house. And there's a pathway through piles of trash about this high. I, I, don't, I don't always do well at hiding my emotions. I'm a pretty emotive person. So my buddy walks in to go do his work. He'd been there before. And I hesitate and stop. Do you know why? There's paths through the house to get through different places. There's trash. And as we walk in, mice are scattered and they're running all over the inside of the house. Different colored mice. This is a true story. I'm not making this up. So if we could smell it from the street, imagine what's going on inside the house. Well, guess what? We got to walk in the house. I stood there. My buddy turns around and looks at me, kind of gives me a look. And I just stood there and I went. And I'm looking at the mice. It's like a petting zoo for mice in there. It smells crazy. There's trash everywhere. This is real. And she's upset because we didn't call before we came. That's crazy. And I'm not making light of that because I've heard of other folks that are hoarders or have problems like that. And they, they, that tend to, tends to be one of the common threads where they're like, you should have called me first or you came early. or It's almost like they know they need to clean up, but they weren't going to clean up. This is heartbreaking. Really. Some of this will make you laugh, but some of this is really heartbreaking because it's how we are with our hearts. It's like you can't really hide it because what's on the inside eventually is going to come out. And right now I'm grieving, man. It's been over a year, but there's been bouts of sadness. I'm still praising God. I'm fighting back. But man, I, I really, I'm allowing God now intentionally to really do a work in my heart. And part of my problem is, maybe this will minister to you. Part of my problem is, this is how I deal with it. I'm like, wait, why am I still sad? It's been over a year. Mom was sick a long time. I have these justifications in my mind. Why I don't really need healing because I should be better by now. But guess what? I'm not 100% yet. So in the same way we walked into this house. Boy, that house needed healing. We walk in. The mice are scattering. I don't know how many there were. There were several. And I was dumbfounded. My, my mouth just hung open. So I, we go into the kitchen and he's working on some stuff. And on the burner's. On the stove, the, the, the electric coil burners, around the burners, there's rat droppings and dead cockroaches. All over the kitchen, there's just crazy things going on. Mice and mice eating into the refrigerator and just, you can smell it, you can see it. It's, it's not okay. And what we don't realize is many times, many times, we've hidden stuff or tried to hide them. And it's eating away at our heart inside. But what's inside will eventually come out. That's why you need to take it to God and deal with it. Because when we're not healed, we start to hurt people around us. We become emotionally detached. You may go back to an old crutch, right? What happens when you're in a car wreck or you're in an injury? You get crutches so you can help you walk, right? 
Well, sometimes with us as humans, our old crutches were TV or drugs or alcohol or Man, pornography, who knows what it was, an old addiction. And we use those to try to limp through life, but it never makes it better. I was reading a story about a guy who was on alcohol like whiskey. And he, it would give him a pleasant sensation when he was drinking because it would kind of warm him up. And I don't know what that feels like. I've never been a whiskey drinker. I drank I drink wine at a communion service once. That just wasn't one of my things that I got involved with. We've all had our weaknesses, though, and I've had plenty. But the story goes that, folks... They use alcohol to deaden the sorrow and the pain. Scripture even says, let alcohol be given to those who are dying or mourning. And this guy would drink whiskey in this story I was reading. And the whiskey was just a cheap imitation of the peace that only God can give. See, because as soon as you're born, you don't realize this, but as soon as you're born, you're trying to get back to the Garden of Eden. As soon as you're born, whether you know God or not, or you've heard about God or not, your spirit says, I want to be reconnected with God. Your spirit says, I need to get back with God, my creator. I want to reunite with him. And as I walk through life, I need to know him and get to heaven with him. You may or may not even realize that. If you weren't taught that, you have no clue about it. But here we are knowing after the fact, we say, yeah, people cry out for God, they want God, or they're going to do alcohol, or they're going to have some crazy thing going on in their house or in their lives, or they're going to be hurt and not know to lean on God, and they're going to turn to alcohol and, or addictions and crutches, and it all comes back to this, what's inside will eventually come out if you don't deal with it. And this morning, we're going to start to deal with the hurts in our lives. We do not realize it, but that peace that we need so bad, that's only found in God. Only God can heal you from the pain. Only God. Meds are temporary. Alcohol's temporary. All of that stuff is so temporary. It doesn't really give you the lasting peace you need. Imagine right now all the healing that people are going to need from those shootings yesterday in El Paso. And then in Ohio. That is crazy. Folks are going to need some healing. We're going to be praying for them. So smells, mice bugs can you imagine all those things going on in that house in the same way when we're hiding stuff it's rotting inside and we're trying to put it away because we're god's habitation but at the same time you can allow other stuff to live in your life hurts and disappointments and bitterness and all kinds of things grief we're either going to be habitations of god and his spirit or other things look at how about this oh man i struggle with jealousy or pride or offense or lust or insecurity or That stuff starts to come out. It shows up. It shows up when you're dealing with other people if you haven't dealt with the hurts in your heart. Or it can be peace and the fruit of the Spirit. People see it around us. Why don't we at times? Why don't we at times? Right now in my life, God and my wife, and and there's others who have been very supportive, but God's speaking to me right now, even through my relationship with my wife, the areas that I need healing from this from this and in this grief. But I promise you today, I'm not going to run from it. I am not going to run from it. So I challenge you, and I exhort you, and I admonish you today, don't run from whatever has hurt you. Don't run anymore. I mean in your heart. You may need to get out of a situation, get away from an abusive situation. I don't know all the details of what you're facing. I I know very little of what you're facing, probably. But you've got to come to a place where you know what's inside is eventually going to come out. What's inside is eventually going to come out. So my question for you is, what are we waiting for? 
Number two, let God deal with the hidden things. Let God deal with the hidden things. There's hidden stuff. There's things we like to hide. Let's go to Daniel 2.22. Look at this. Daniel 2.22. God already knows. We just got to be honest with him. He reveals deep and mysterious things and knows what lies hidden in darkness. He reveals deep and mysterious things and he knows what lies hidden in darkness. Is there anything else to that verse? Or is that it? Though he is surrounded by light. He knows what's going on in darkness. God already knows. Why do you think God has us confess our sins? If he already knows? Well, there's the very act of humility and opening yourself up to God and to others around you when you say, man, I'm sorry. That really breaks down barriers and walls in your life when you're able to say, man, I'm sorry, Lord. When he says, confess your sins and he's faithful and just to forgive you. He already knows but we need to let him in there. We need to let him in there and not try and block God out because God is a gentleman. He will always respect your will. You don't want God in your life, he's not going to force himself on you. Some may disagree with that, but I'm going to say right now, if you don't want God in your life, he is not going to force himself on you. Let's go back to the beginning of that verse. Look at it again. He reveals deep and mysterious things and he knows what lies hidden in darkness. I don't need to know this morning. You don't have to tell me or Pastor Jen. You don't have to. You can tell somebody. You can tell us. But my question is, are you hiding anything? Are you hiding anything from God? Are you hiding something from your spouse? Would it be a, like a world of weights, a world of weight, a world of worry would come off you if you just tell this to somebody you need to tell? I want to encourage you, stop running. I promise God can handle it. I promise God can handle it. I promise. I promise he can handle it. You can trust him. Let's go to Ecclesiastes 12, 14. Look at this. God will judge us for everything we do, including every secret thing, whether good or bad. But thank God for the blood of Jesus. You can repent and you can escape God's judgment, God's wrath. You can get right with God. You can repent, and it's just like that. Just like that, you can turn away from your sin. Or hidden things. Hidden things that are sin. Or hidden, what, You say, man, I've been, I've been struggling to talk to somebody about how I was abused by a relative, but I can't. That's not a sin on your part. You just need to talk to somebody. I don't know who I'm speaking to today. We probably got 70, 75 people in this room today, and I bet, I bet in this room there's all kinds of secret things. You say, man, I just feel like it's my fault. It may or may not be, but you need to get it out in the open with someone. You need to talk to God about it. Let God have access. Let him deal with the hidden things. Please, let him deal with those hidden things. Humble yourself, repent, or talk to, you say, man, I don't need to repent, but I, or I think I do. I don't know. Is it my fault that I was abused, and it's my fault that I didn't tell nobody? No. It wasn't your fault. Every situation's different. Scripture says that God is the righteous judge. The world loves throwing that around, don't they? Don't judge me. Don't judge me. Well, God is the righteous judge. He judges accurately and perfectly. So you let God deal with the hidden things. You go ahead. 
Let him deal with the hidden things. We'll see where this goes today, but I believe God is, God is really working in your hearts right now. He's working in mine just talking about it. Stop running, though. Just stop running. You say, man, what, what kind of hurt do I have? I don't know. Don't raise your hands. Don't raise your hands. But how many of you were disappointed by a mom or dad? How many of you were mishandled, whether physically or verbally, by an uncle or an aunt or maybe a mom or a dad? You were abused in different ways. You say, man, I went through sexual abuse or physical abuse or verbal abuse. How many of us were so heartbroken by an old relationship? How many of us lost somebody? Maybe they moved away or they passed away. Maybe we have regrets. Man, there's stuff inside that needs to come to the forefront, needs to come up. I hate pimples. I don't think that's random, but I hate pimples. I get them here and there. I'm in my 40s and I still get them. Oh, that's good. You have oily skin. Well, praise God, but I still hate pimples. I don't know what you know about pimples, but they're nasty. Depending on the type of pimple, some of them get full of nastiness. You can call it pus or mu I don't think it's pus or mucus or, or it's just stuff. But sometimes pimples will linger if they're not squeezed a little bit so that that junk can come out. My dad said in college it was so gross, I think he was in the dormitory for a little while at the University of New Mexico, and I think one of his roommates would squeeze their pimples and it would spray all over the mirror in the restroom. Yeah but, you ha yeah, but you have a word picture now, don't you? You're never going to forget this part of the message. I'll use gross stuff here and there, and people will go, oh, but God, help them. Heal them now. That junk has to come out, and it's unpleasant sometimes. It is. It's unpleasant. Right now, I'm grieving the loss of my mom, and I, man, I don't want to cry about it anymore. I don't want to feel this way anymore, but man, she was important. She was in every part of our lives. There's nothing I can do about that, but be grateful that she was there. Somebody wise told me, he said, yeah, but when you think about her and miss her, you can praise God for the relationship you had with her. Even though I lost her young, 65, man, I had her, man, my whole life, 40-something years. She was always around. Sometimes she was around too much. Bless her heart. God, you can tell her about all this I'm saying. But man, let it come out. The tears and the laughter, let it all come out. Let it mix and then turn it into a praise offering to God. Whatever it is, turn it into worship to God. And some of you say, man, but I have just awful memories and I have grief about awful memories of this person. You know what? Then you talk to God about that. Prayer is an amazing way to vent your grief. Prayer is an amazing way to allow God to begin to heal you. As you stay in his word, you can begin to pray and talk to him. As God is healing you, continue to talk to him. I've seen folks come to this altar and not talk to many folks at all, but they would come to this altar often and pray. When we're open for prayer here, and I saw God begin to heal them and change them just as they talked to God and listened to God. So number three today, this is really simple. After you've let God deal with the hidden things or let him, let him in on the hidden things, even though he already knows you talked to him about the hidden things, he starts to deal with them, let God change you. Let God begin to change you in this process. When you're hurting, 
man, when you're hurting sometimes, I don't know about you, but you think, man, am I an awful person? Am I a weirdo? Am I always going to be this way? Am I always going to, you know, however you react to grief or hurt, am I going to be impatient? Am I going to be rude? Or am I going to be detached or in my own world or isolating myself? Am I strange? No, you know what? Just turn it over to God and talk to somebody else too and let God make you more and more like himself through this process. Because when you're going through something and you have an area of your life that needs healing, that is a perfect time. Remember last, last uh, series was the test. It begins to test you and work on you, and God can make you better through this. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 5.17. 2 Corinthians 5.17. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. Wow. Somebody say a new person. The old life is gone. What else we got? A new life has begun. Whoever has come to Christ, whoever has come to Jesus is now a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. That is powerful. How about this one? Let's go to Ezekiel 36, 26. And I will give you a new heart. God's working on my heart right now. He's softening some areas that have hardened. And I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony Stubborn heart, wow, and give you a tender, responsive heart. How many, let, let's do this just for fun. How many of you, my hand up first. How many of you would say, man, my heart's been stubborn sometimes. Go ahead and raise your hand. And we deal with stuff in different ways. No, I'm good, God, I got it. Or your spouse or your friend or somebody near you. You okay? I'm fine. I'm fine? Somebody said in a movie years ago that fine stood for freaked out, insecure, nervous. Freaked out, insecure, nervous, and emotional. What was that, the Italian job? Stubborn heart. Lord, give me a tender, responsive heart. Right where you are, let's just do something different. Let's take a break. I'm almost done here, and I have another verse. But go ahead and close your eyes real quickly. Begin to ask God to give you a tender, responsive heart right now. Right now, right where you are. I just feel led to do this right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You know what? Let's just go from here. Yeah, this is perfect. Let's go ahead and get those lights. Let's go. This is just perfect. God, I just thank you, Father. I, I just thank you, Father. I think you want to do a work in us, God. We've got plenty of time today. You want to do a work in us. As God is speaking to you, I'm going to put another verse up here, Philippians 1.6. And look at what this says. As he's speaking to you, you can glance up here. What does Philippians 1.6 say? It says, my version of the translation that he that began a good work in you is going to finish it. He that began a good work in you is going to finish it. He that began a good thing in you is going to finish it. Be honest with God and yourself today. Be honest with God and yourself today. We're going to talk more about healing next week, also this Wednesday, and how to, how to start really coming into inner healing. But this is, this is the beginning. This is the beginning. Let God deal with the hidden things and then let, let God begin to change you. Many times folks act a certain way because they are hurt. They need to forgive. They need to forgive, be forgiven. And they need healing. Is there anybody in this house who says, Pastor Matt, I just need to get right with God. I need to get right with God. I need to accept Jesus and make him the Lord of my life. 
You may say, man, I, I just need to make Jesus my Savior. I don't know where I'd go if I died, if I'm going to heaven or hell. Let's start there. Let's start there. You need, you need inner healing. It starts with accepting Jesus and making him the Lord of your life. Is there anybody in this house that says, I need to make Jesus Lord? Would you raise your hand, please? I'm going to pray with you. Anybody in this house, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Let's all pray together today. I want everybody in the house to repeat after me, and then we're going to do something special, okay? This is special. We're going to take our time today. This is like the song says, and like ministers and people of God have said, this is a holy moment for you. I want you to repeat after me right now. Say, Heavenly Father, I need you. Forgive me. Cleanse me. Heal me. I confess Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And I believe he died and rose again for me. Jesus is my Savior. And now by faith, I am saved from myself, from sin, and from hell. In Jesus' name, I believe. Right now, in Jesus' name. I want everybody to look up at me right now. I want you to go ahead and stand to your feet. And here's what I want to do. If there is anybody in this house, I'm not even going to bother having you raise your hand. We're just going to cut to the chase. If there is anybody in this house who says, I just want God to begin a work of healing in my life, would you come up here? Come up to this altar. Just face me. Come up to this altar. Let's feel it. Come on, I know there's some folks in here. I know there's at least 10. I'm going to go ahead and hazard a guess that there's 20 plus. If you're honest with yourselves, maybe more. God wants to heal you. Some of you say, man, you know what? Dad hurt me and he's not here. Dad wasn't a part of my life or mom or, or what? I was given up for adoption or man, who knows? Who knows what's hurt you? Who knows where you've been but you and God? And maybe some of your family. Wow, this is the response I was believing for. God is with you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Right where you are, I want you to lift a hand to the Lord right now. This is going to be real simple and easy today. This is a point of contact for you, and God is touching your hearts right now. Open your souls to him. Open your hearts to him. Don't hold back. Don't hide it. Whatever it is. You say, man, I, but you don't know, man, the divorce I went through, Pastor Matt, it tore us apart. It tore my kids apart. You don't know. I was in a car accident. I was in physical trauma. I was laid off. Whatever it is, God is healing you, and he is working on you right now. I declare it right now in the name of Jesus. I declare it right now in the name of Jesus. God is healing you. God is healing you right now in Jesus' name. Father, the hidden things, we're not going to try and hide them from you. You already know what they are, but we're going to open ourselves up to you, Father. And whatever it is, God, whatever it is, whatever's going on, if it's grief, loss of a loved one, if it's heartbreak or disappointment, whatever it is today, God, you're dealing with it, you're working on us, and you're working in us, Heavenly Father. Let's take our time today right where you are. Let's take our time today. Those of you in your seats, continue to pray. Those of you at the altar, continue to pray. Oh yeah, God's doing a work in you. Mm -hmm. 
God is doing a work in you. That's right. He sure is. He sure is. And I don't know exactly what he's doing or how he's doing it, but I know he is healing you. He is healing you. Thank you, Father. Continue to talk to him. Those in your seats and at the altar, all over this place, continue to pray. Continue to talk to God. Tell him, heal me, Lord. Heal me, God. Heal me, Father. Talk to him about that thing that has bothered you and hurt you. That trauma you went through, the disappointment, the ex, whatever it is, God is healing you. He's holding you now by His Spirit. He's holding you now by His precious, perfect, wonderful Holy Spirit. Right now. Right now. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Who knows what you've been through except for you and God. Who knows exactly what you've been through except for you and God. Receive his healing this morning. It's something powerful. It's something special. It's something new. For some of you, it's something different. Some of you said, man, I've never been completely healed. Well, you're going to be healed during this series. You're going to be healed beginning today. I declare it. I declare it in the name of Jesus and the faith and authority and power that God has given me to declare it. Because death and life are in the power of the tongue for you and for me. And I declare it over you today. You are healed. You are healed. You are whole. You are new. For those in Christ, old things have passed away. All things have become new. You have become a new person by faith now. By faith now. Take your time in his presence. We're not going to rush you out of his presence. Come on. Take your time in his presence today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. You're doing something special. You're doing something special in these lives. Doing something special in these lives, my God. I don't even know exactly what you're doing, but I know you're doing it because you promised. I know you're doing it because you said, you said, Lord, your word, you said your word would never return to you empty. You said your word would accomplish what you send it to accomplish. You said your word would accomplish what you send it to accomplish. You are so special. You are so special. You are the apple of God's eye. He will always be your father. He's protecting you. He's cared for you. He's brought you this far, and you have a wonderful life ahead of you. You are very special and unique and powerful. God has a powerful gift in you, and that gift is going to be shared with others. That gift is going to touch the lives of others. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Just a moment longer. Just a moment longer. God is doing it. God is doing it. You are healed in Jesus' name. Whatever it is, whatever it is. People see your smiling face at church, but many times, many times we don't know all the details and the depths of what's going on in your heart. And that's okay. That's okay, but he's doing something. He's doing a work. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Just listen to God. He's speaking to you today. Thank you, God Most High. Thank you, God Most High. Thank you, my Jesus. Thank you, Father.
I feel like I need to tell you this today. Don't lie to yourself anymore. Don't lie to yourself. If that hurts you, then it hurts you. And if you're not over it yet, then fine. Let God deal with it. Don't lie to yourself that you're okay either. You say, man, I've been acting out because of this hurt. I know, th- I know it's tied to this. I've been acting out. Oh, God. Oh, God, deliver us. Oh, God, heal us. Oh, God, reach down deep into our lives, into our souls, into our minds and our emotions and our wills, God, and speak to us and begin to pluck the splinters out of our heart. The shrapnel from the bomb that went off within our soul, God. The effects of the trauma, God. The effects of the trauma. Just be honest with yourself and with God today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. We worship you today. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. I believe God's doing a work in you all over this place. He's doing a work in you all over this house, all over this place. We're not going to run from it. We're going to let the Holy Spirit have his perfect work and his perfect place. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. There's healing, God. Thank you, God. I want you all to look up here at me, if you would. Healed people are peaceful people. Healed people are much easier to deal with and get along with than hurt people. You know, you've been around people that are hurt, and you're like, wow, what is their problem? They're, they're, what's going on here? Because we as humans, we build up walls when we're hurt. And we make excuses, and we have reasons why. But you, I declare you as the healed, healed people of God, you are healed. By faith. And that's all I'm going to say about that. You are healed by faith today. Everybody in this house. When you're ready, go ahead and return to your seats in Jesus' name.